So wait, 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 did you just tell me? Wait, wait, wait. It's the wait, day wait. after. Did Halloween. you stop me to say you had a thing? Yeah, I got a thing. What are you gonna do? It's the day after Halloween. I, I, here's the thing. Can I shoot you? It's the day can after I, Halloween. Can I shoot now, you? In ordinarily the face? on a Sunday morning. Can I shoot you? There's walk of shames happening. So you drive down the street and you see a lady doing the walk of shame. <laughs> right. The, the fucked up hair and the, you know, whatever else. Today, <laughs> saw a lady pirate. <laughs> yes. Doing the walk of shame. Oh, dude. <laughs> Did somebody fucking, fuck up her treasure? Just. <laughs> Did somebody fuck up her treasure last night? Did just, somebody go looking for her treasure? Just strutting home in a hot little lady pirate outfit. Oh, it's fucking just amazing. trying to make that walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard enough if you're in like... This your, is a good your, day for the walk of shame, If though. you're in your club clothes, yeah. it's hard enough. But if you're a pirate... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's really There's a sad? lot of lady. There's a lot of witches walking home it's, right now. There's yeah. Like... There's also a few Barney Rubbles <laughs> bringing it home. There's a couple sad Mitt Romneys didn't get their dick sucked walking home in there. No, all, all Mitt Romneys got their dicks. I'd love to see a fucked up Obama just laying on the ground. <laughs> I'd love to see. You know there's a fucked up Obama laying somewhere on the ground yeah. with, with vomit still inside his mask. <laughs> Come on, man, I'm Obama. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like walking the room. Uh, vomit in your mask. Um, you listen to Walking the Room? I, what are you... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm... I, let's talk about Halloween for a minute. Well, let's... Can we do the, our business first? What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> Dave's a businessman now. Do you... Hey, everybody. Dave's going on the road for a little bit, so he's got all fucking businessy and shit, because he's got work for the first time. So, let's get down to business, huh, brother? I was going to read the plugs for the All Things Comedy. Oh, you want to do them now? Yeah, why not? I don't know you, but then you made it all about me. Like, I wasn't going to say anything about my road gigs. I was just going to read the business. Let's talk about your road gigs. They're the ones that fucking matter. Does Bill Burr need your help? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. Does Al Madrigal I mean, need your fucking help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, tell you yeah, who yeah. needs our, our help is our fucking guest. That's why he's here. Yeah. Um, here I am. All right, well, my gigs, uh, I'll, I'll be at the Laugh Shop in Calgary, and then the weekend after that, I'll be at Zany's. I've done all those places. Um, We'll be February 2nd at the Bell House in New York doing... Walking the Room stand-up show called The Starfish Circus. That's right. And then and we, we gotta... have Al Magical. Yep. And we have Will Anderson yep. so far. But... And we have not accepted, but we've been invited to go to Sketchfest as well. Uh, I don't know if you now have a conflict with that, but, we, but we've been invited to go to Sketchfest through Walking the Room. And I'll also bring The Rock. Uh, and uh, the Monarchs are playing on the uh, 6th uh, at the Mint uh, for uh, Greg Barris's show. And on Sixth the 20th, of... November... And on the 20th of November, we're playing uh, at the other door, uh, Drink, Skank, Repeat. It'll be us and three bands. And us, then, two bands, and a DJ. Okay. And maybe Baron and, Bond plays keyboards with us. I don't know. November I 6th, about that just idea. to compete with you on November 6th, I'm doing the anniversary show at Meltdown. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Well, here's what else is happening on the 6th. We're all going to be sitting around all night not getting a result on the very close election. It's also election night. It'll be over in a fucking heartbeat. Okay. <laughs> the guy has no fucking chance. Romney has no... It's just bullshit. It's the fucking media acting like it's close. He's literally got like a... You think they're trying of, to get good ratings? He, yeah. <laughs> they pump up the ratings they are. That's for the what election? They do. It's horseshit. There's no, it's not even close. Uh, I don't know if to talk yet. 
yeah. Oh yeah, you can talk whenever you want. Uh, yeah, because I'm no, like you don't I'm get like, to talk until the second segment. I'm wait. Oh, is, that, is there a second? I would. But I would. He knows the second segment. Say who you yeah, are, yeah. Baron, Baron Vaughn. Vaughn. Hi, I, I introduced him before. You weren't yeah. listening. Oh, well, you were really what is your podcast called Deep Shit. Deep, deep Shit. shit. You right. were like heavy that's into really, the plugs. Um, it's really deep. It's also offensive. Oh, kind of. Because it has shit in it. Yeah, yeah. We we what we do here is we run a pretty this clean. A, we we yeah, are, this, this is a, this is a, a clean cast. Christian, Christian uh, it, oh, based Christian network podcasting. Oh, yeah. I'm very anti Christian. We're on all things Christian. Okay. <laughs> we are on all things all Christian. Christian. All things Christian. Oh, let me let me just plug. First of all, Ari Shafir has a. A really good album out called Revenge for the Holocaust, in which he gets, I think he gets Revenge he for gets the Holocaust. He gets Revenge for the Holocaust, yeah. yeah. And uh, Tom Segura has an album out called Girls with Cornrows. White Girls. White Girls. With Cornrows. Yeah. And, uh, and then Bill Burr has a book out called Cheetah, Man's Guide to Infidelity, which I'm fascinated by. Have you read it? No, but you're it's just fascinated, fascinated by the idea of it. Yeah, he's yeah. like a Bill, subject matter. Look, look yeah. Bill's working on a lot of shit in public, <laughs> but he's like got a lady and he's thinking about getting married for. Well, yeah, he read a book about cheating. Ten years. Yeah. yeah. So if you were so that so if I was a guy that wrote a book about cheating, <laughs> wouldn't you like then? Wouldn't it be hard to marry a lady? I think it's he's gotten it out of his system in the book. You think that the next writing, book is called Domestic Violence? They're gonna make a thing. <laughs> I think eventually they're just going to create a thing called the cheat machine, and it's going to be like the holodeck was on the on that on the new <laughs> generation Star Trek. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Where you where you can just visit a fantasy thing, and you can visit like a I mean they're called whorehouses now, but you can visit a fantasy place and have a fake relationship. Well, with a with a like a you know what I mean. Some people theorize that we're going to be so dependent on technologies like personal assistance that it will be a buffer between us and actual sex. Wait, like what? a computer will be a condom. So essentially, so there's okay. stuff that's illegal now right mm-hmm. are you like asking horrible things oh. that people can do would that then be legal if you did it with a hot like you know what i mean like with a computer could creeps image? get away with their creepy shit that's by, what the by... lawyers will be uh spending all their time debating man yeah yeah i mean i, I mean if you can do it <laughs> did you just say that's what the lawyers will be yeah, spending man. all the yeah, you're trying to apply so you, catholicism you if you think it you did it all the lawyers into a room and they're all <laughs> yeah. debating this they're shit. all gonna be de- that's all idea, lawyers are gonna be talking no, about but it's future. like whatever the holodeck was like you could go up there and have your so basically you believe first of all i can't even believe you know about the holodeck well because it's allowing you to play inside your imagination yeah come on it's like so the, that so that's well, a holodeck they, program so it's not necessarily your imagination the program is set ahead of time they create a program and then you go into the holodeck Oh, I love fuck. that you gave him shit. I didn't like, know we were. I didn't know we were going this. I'm a Star Trek fan. I like Greg Baird's version where it's vague. <laughs> it's like my understanding. It's my understanding of everything. No, there's a holodeck. It's not like you go in and you go. My mind is creating a world. But I think the idea it's, that at least you could, keep it grounded, that man. Could, that you could that you could live inside your imagination would be the idea. You yeah. do. So. That's what you do. Twenty four. Yes, I know. You're, you're making pants. I'm just pants. trying to figure out how I can get there. He's trying to make the imagination there tactile, like something he can feel and touch and taste. Yeah. All right, okay. Whatever, so, right. so, yeah. Especially if it's a whore taste. Oh, God. Do people eat horse vaginas? <laughs> I, think they, I think they do sometimes. Some Why would you do, do that? No, I think there's specialty whores that um, have very uh, clean vaginas. That yeah, yeah. What? That's their thing. Like, but they come sure. with a what license. You... They come with a license. Vagi- like, they yeah. have a slip of paper that says this vagina's been cleaned. But you have a like license you, to you eat. Know, like, you know, like when you go to a hotel and there's a strip of paper over the toilet thing that said the bowl's been yeah, cleaned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so these these. these <laughs> They get their vaginas, and then there's a strip of paper with a foot. It says "inspected by number seven. <laughs> it's a it is, and then you get a card of of, of uh, authenticity, like when you buy a paint, huh? Uh huh. And does that include rimming also? 
No, it really, all that's a whole different that's, thing. Well, that's, that's a, a whole that's different. That's a different. That's like a class and, C and who uh, the people, license. Who are the people yeah, that can't run this yeah, business? You know, and I'll tell you why. Come in to clean the vagina. Like, What's that? Who are the people that come in to make sure it's sanitized? Like, is there a crew? Hello, just got my <laughs> just started myself a new business. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the cleaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come in there with the leaf blower and mm-hmm. uh, Greg's PC. I'm having to do bottle Greg's, clean. Greg's pussy cleaning business. Pussy cleaning. Pussy bottles. GPC. Rip them up. Rip them up. Your pussy dirty. Call GPC. Get ready for the next one. Yeah, we do ours. Fire brewed. We fire brew ours. What we do is we clean with hot beer. Weren't you sandblasting it for a while? Well, some people need a sandblasting. <laughs> we try and get the hair out of there first. <laughs> and then we sandblast. It's, I love hard, it's hard to say to a pretty woman if you ever wiped this thing, but sometimes you do. But that that's a pretty good deal if you're a prostitute and a guy just wants to come in and eat you out. Like, that's not... I don't know if the prostitute it is. Well, the guy, my guess is, yeah, because where does she? Where's your mouth been? Well, I think that you have to provide some sort of documentation for that as well. Yeah, I think yeah. I thought this through. Yeah. Well, I just we I, do mouths. We do mouths as well. Personally, I just walk in and gargle, is that and, what then, and then I wink and I go to business. <laughs> <laughs> like you come in swinging a listerine. Yeah, and you I just come spit in with listerine and I go, let's do this. I spit it on the floor. Yeah. I just push her down, and then uh, and then I have a snack. I'd love to see that in a movie. Yeah. Could someone make a painting of that, please? And that was in. Uh, we usually request that was paintings. in Pretty Woman. Oh, that's the <laughs> opening. No, I don't think so. That's the opening no, scene. No, no, no. Yeah, Dave. I think you're thinking about your honeymoon. No, that's the opening. scene. No, you're thinking scene. about your honeymoon. You were no, at the same hotel. No, I'm pretty sure. It's that's not the opening scene. It's I'm not sure the opening scene. opening scene. I've never no. seen it. I've seen the movie a lot. Yeah, Chris Farley comes in. No, no, no. You got the wrong guy. <laughs> he gargles the wrong... and then he throws not David Spade Roberts on the bed, and then he eats her out. Chris Farley. It's not Chris Farley. It's Charles Grodin. I am DB, oh, no, bro. I am DB, bro. It's Wally Shaw. I am DB, bro. Okay. Get on it. Uh, you just call him Wally well, Shaw? All right, Wallace. That took a. Uh, okay. We're very close. You and Wally? Uh, you know, we were, uh, one time, one time uh, years ago, I was with uh, Garofalo and we were partying at her. She was staying at the. Uh, Jeannie was staying at the uh, Chateau. And we were all fucked up and running around the hotel, just having some fun. And we ran into Wallace Shawn in the elevator. He was probably filming uh, uh, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, where he plays Negus. Go ahead. <laughs> I, you Negus, know what? please. I, that, that, may, that, that could, in fact, be right. Anyway, we were I'm like... I'm sorry, I, the Grand Negus. I apologize. Go ahead. Do you think it's right to talk about the Grand Negus in front of our guests? Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, what are you, fair. Chevy Chase over here? I mean, what is that all about? <laughs> are you Chevy Chase over here? What is that all about? Dave, it, I get uncomfortable... And nervous around hats. Yes, and I just started all saying three of us are wearing hats. By the way, it's going to be very hot. All three hats. of us wear, are wearing hats. Go ahead with your anyway. Uh, so we so while Sean was in the and we were sort of excited, you know, just because he was there, Princess Bride, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and he partied with us, and then we could oh not fucking get rid of him. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I'd want to get rid That's of him. That's a lot Shawn. of lifting. Yeah, but he's fantastic. No, after a while you want to get rid of him. Dave, you're sick. I think of, he thought I he had a shot. That. I think he thought he had a shot with Janine. I think he was there. Yeah, there was. How long? Oh, how long ago was this? This is '90s, bro. This is '90s. Oh, 90, you know what's weird is it the she actually had to fuck him just to get rid of him. That's his deal. <laughs> no, that's dude. his deal. No, I had to fuck tell him the story to get rid right. Who had to fuck him to get rid you. of him? I did. I know. <laughs> why? Why did we start talking about? Because Rip Torn once said, "I bet that Janine Garofalo's got a terrific tasting pussy." Um, <laughs> fact to, to another person, oh. he said that to another human being. Yes, he did. Well, it's gotten around, obviously, to Greg's ears. Don't be. That was a pretty good Rip Torn. Not great though. No. Um, not as good as my Cosby. Okay, Uh-oh. so how much? Wait, you, wait, wait! I gotta hear this Cosby. You, oh, you gotta buy our. Live I gotta one. hear this Cosby. It's on the live one, and it's the greatest. 
It's the greatest cosmic. What I, you can't do it here because people have to buy it. Okay. That, that's okay. one that that's one that's for sale, but it's it's yeah. Bill Cosby talking about the yeah. Holocaust. I do it in my live act now. I do it in my live. Oh, show. you do? I do. I, I, I bring it up a little bit. Uh oh. Okay. I tell people the kind of comedy I don't do, and then I do it. <laughs> well, um, I'll, I'll I'll make sure to be there or to get that episode. Yeah. We can hook you up. Awesome. All things comedy. Awesome. Um, did what I say? did I derail this segment by talking about? Yeah. Pussies being. You derailed the segment by being here. Oh my God! You get this show like I wouldn't believe. You got talk about a guy who gets it. Talk about a guy who understands it. I've been nothing but nice to you. I never said. Wow, that's your version of ninth bro. Um, I lisped there in a minute. I said ninth bro. Was you were talking about Wallace Shawn still? Yeah. What's your? uh, Did you do anything for Halloween? You're a you're a a young man. Yeah, I did actually. What did you? Oh, absolutely nothing. Did you put anything on? No. Did you? I dressed up as a bitter eighth grader as I did as I have every every Perfect. year since eighth grade. And did you just sit around the house? I sat in the house with no candy, <laughs> my arms crossed, staring at a wall, being like people are having fun. That's what I did. So you do when you do your comedy, you don't dress up. <laughs> Does anybody dress up at a fucking? I mean, so a Halloween show on a road where they'll dress up on Halloween. Right? No, I've ever... seen comics do that. I was at a show last night that people were or some people were in costume. Yeah, in the audience and on stage. I I don't think you should be in a, in a costume on stage. Yeah, it was very disorienting because I thought she was actually doing a character, <laughs> but instead she just came out in her costume and did stand-up and never said anything about her costume. I was extremely confused. I was like, I thought you were doing the character thing. What was it? And what did she dress up as? She was like a UPS delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, except except it. it said oops instead of UPS. Ooh, uh, oops. Uh, oops. They I drop it. it. Oh, I dropped the package. I'm Kevin James. So I'm, um, gonna be a, I'm a pig because my son picked it out. I'm a pig this is that what you're gonna do? On Wednesday, yeah. It's just oh, you're it's, just a, it's just the head and the and the hooves. I think I'm gonna go Day of the Dead. I think I'm just gonna go just white skull, like a white yeah, like yeah. it's a straight white yeah, but skull. in a tracksuit. <laughs> so that's like an Armenian. <laughs> wow, it's like an Armenian. Song. Wow, wow, the ride we're on. <laughs> okay, let me. So I filmed uh, Mark Maron show. I was on Mark Maron show. Yeah, and it was, it was shooting at a hotel, and and it's like a it's like a days in. It's like a in, in Glendale. It's not the best. Like you probably wouldn't want to stay there. Yeah. One one section of the hotel has been cut off from the hotel, and that is now just uh, like transient living. Oh, uh-huh, sure, sure, so sure. It's one of those sweet, sweet things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's more than a day. Like, like, that's more than a day's in. Like that's a couple days in. Yeah, a couple, a couple days in. <laughs> is there an end it's of a days? Four days is there in an end of days in? Because <laughs> I'd like that's to go there. That's, that's what they are. They're in the yeah. end of days in. It's it's the kind of situation where they just take bodies and throw them off the deck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like a dumpster. They try and hit. End of days. Try and get Larry in the dumpster. <laughs> Boy, you miss, bro. So um, so I, I I go out to at some point I get there in the morning and then I go out and I'm in my uh. Honey Wagon, it's called here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I come out, and there's like stairs going down to the restaurant, like the the side entrance. So the stairs going down, just like four or five stairs. And I look, and there's a little table at the top of the stairs. And there's two dudes sitting at it. And it's not like they're just, it's like the, it's, like it's their office. Uh-huh. And it wasn't there before. And I'm like, well, that's weird. And I look at one dude, and he's in like a, he's got like a black suit and a white shirt, and he's just sitting there smoking. And the other dude is in a tracksuit, a black yeah. and white tracksuit, Puma, and it's unzipped and he's got the wife beater on underneath. And it was very Armenian. It was a very L.A. <laughs> Armenian situation. Very nice. And then I realized that it was somehow the hotel lets cabs 
like it's like their their staging place. So then after a while, there were like eight Armenian dudes and they're speaking in Armenian and they're having like a big Armenian meeting. What it do you was mean? so... What do you mean cabs? Like they were cab drivers? Yeah, they were all cab drivers. And they got to hang there until they got to pick up their ride? Yeah, but it was really weird because it was like part of the hotel, but no one from this hotel is getting a cab. There's never... No, nobody, nobody's not, leaving. In the history of this hotel... When you get to the Days Inn, you're not going <laughs> anywhere. the end of Days Inn. End of Days Inn. So stay there. No, people, people maybe drag themselves up, but no one calls a cab to leave. This is your last... Stop. It sounds like you were in the play No Exit. I don't think you actually... I don't think you were... People right? take the cab there to never leave yeah. again. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, but it was just crazy. It was so like, this shouldn't be here, but it's here. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it just didn't work right. in the place it was. Like, it looked like they should have been hanging out in a garage or something. I don't know. It's just very bizarre. And So, uh, hell is... Uh, are there Armenian cab drivers? Yeah. Is basically yeah, what you're the, saying with the No Exit... But the fucking, all together. the fucking tracksuits, just just 55-year-old guys in tracksuits is just immense. Well, oh, Dave, man. I don't think that you realize how comfortable a tracksuit is. Oh, no, I do. I'm a fat guy. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, you I just love, don't do it around people. I, when I walk home, I throw on my sweats. Like, it's all about that. But I'm not, I don't go outside. Like, if I'm going to drive a cab, I don't throw on my track. Like, that's work. That's mm, work. I don't know. And it seems to me like I, I, it seems to me like that's a great way to work. I mean, it still is a suit. Yeah, you get on your tracksuit. Wait, and then you, you seem your... like a dude who would never be into a tracksuit. Not, I would be into a tracksuit if I drove a cab. <laughs> <laughs> I would, and You're I would have there the, all day. I would have the, I'd have the thing on the seat with the balls that you, you know, the, 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 the actual chair. human balls. <laughs> the thing that's got human ball. I would hang human balls from my mirror, <laughs> right. right, to let people know this is gonna be a fun ride. Where do you want to go? I've got a sack. <laughs> Hanging, not mine. And do you turn around no, and wake you know, and go, those thing? are Travolta's. You know, what are those things? <laughs> <laughs> Why These are Travolta's. Yeah, yeah. Why are you not using Welcome them? Welcome to L.A. What? He's not using them. not using them. I think he's using them a lot. <laughs> I don't think he is anymore. <laughs> Did, what, are that, what is that thing that, you know, you put on the seat that's all made of, you know, like a, like a back rubber? You know, oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about like a seat cover. A seat cover that's all made of wooden balls. Like wooden balls, yeah. Like a kind yeah. of a back massager. Yeah, back massager things. Yeah. I'd have one of those in a tracksuit, and then that tracksuit would be slippery, and I'd roll off my seat all the time because those balls would spin me right off. Yeah. So I'd constantly be sliding down. I I'd be constantly that. Like, that makes you know, it an adventure. Like, yeah, being an adventure. Is that how to how to stay on the seat while you're driving people? All right, well I stand correct. Balls hanging from the. I assume you'd be very anti tracksuit. That was just my. No, I like any. I look. I like uniform. Like I like any. I like any prescribed uniform for any group of people. I'm a. I'm a, I'm like. I like when people decide. Hey, this is what we wear. Like to me, like it's like that's why I like Jack White so much. Like that has a whole, he has a whole thing. Like even the tubes in his amplifier match mm -hmm. the, his lapels. Like yeah. I like any kind of thing. So, uh, like when you describe the tracksuit, it's not for me, but the tracksuit with the tank top, that's a fucking outfit. And so basically, outfit, if all those cab drivers were wearing tracksuits, you'd be you'd be aboard I'd because it was it. only one guy, right? Yeah, the, yeah, and that's the not uniform. Guys, what I don't like is a pair of mom different. jeans and white tennis shoes. That makes me want to shoot a bitch. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Like I just I'm don't like sure what people. Don't, I don't like what people don't put any thought into it. I like when there's some sort of thing where you go, that's not me, but that's a uniform. I'd rather see a dude all up in his fucking spangled baseball cap and an Ed Hardy than to have no point of view at all. Like, I don't love that point mm. of view, but it's a point of he's, view. He's talking shit to me right now. So... <laughs> Um, when you wear a Saworski crystal ball cap, yeah, <laughs> uh, with a fake Giants logo on it. Uh, um, okay, so <laughs> before we move on, that's a hell of a transition. Your podcast, yeah, on all things comedy. Yes. What what kind of fun happens? What 
What kind of film? Uh, is well, the 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 show's called. I call it Deep Shit. Yeah, it's because, very offensive. Uh, because I sit with a guest usually, uh, and I like to have repeat people on because I like the intimacy of what listening like to. Like who you repeated most? Um, probably Kyle Kinane. Kyle yeah, Kinane has been right. Kyle Kinane has been a guest a bunch not of different times. Not very popular comedian. Uh, yeah, not not really. No, not as popular as Dave Anthony. A nope. No, not even. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but we just like my guest picks a quote unquote big life theme, and we just kind of get into it. What do you mean? Like, what's an example of a big life theme? Truth. Holy fuck! Holy fuck! How do you do? Jesus Christ! And then you talk about truth? telling the truth. Or? We talk about whatever it means to them. Yeah, fun. That was one we did with Kyle Kinane. It was like, what the hell's fun? What about cunt? No, we haven't talked about that yet. Oh, we can do that in our next segment. We well, let's do like a let's do like a sample of his show in our next segment. Jesus, pick really? a big I'm life theme and talk about that. Yes, yeah. I'm tired of it. We got to figure right. out what you mean by that. I think for you, Dave, cunt is really anger. No, I yeah. think that's what's really like, underneath right. it. Whereas for no, me, no, it's no, lunch. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, buddy, Sarkazam, and then it's a boom, and then the left. <laughs> Right? I hit what? you in the chin with my cunt. It's the worst podcast ever. He puts the juice. <laughs> it's a taste. Yeah. It's a taste. Hold it, Cosby. Hey, let's give a little, uh, let's give a little, uh, fucking shout out to, uh, all the people that came out to your fucking, by the way, just we I know we mentioned it before, but the fucking podcast festival was really successful. We yeah. need to keep talking about I it. We so talked there about is, it. We keep talking about it so that people, A, go listen to the live one, which was really good, and B, so that we pump it up so that there's another one next year. We keep, yeah, yeah, just yeah, keep yeah. pumping it up. It yeah. was a good thing. It was good uh, thing. Yeah, it was very good. It went very well. I, I totally forgot to mention that I'm going to be recording an album on January 25th at Meltdown. And I'm going to be opening that show. No. <clears throat> good God, no. I think I should open that show. I want people to come and enjoy themselves. I know, but shouldn't I open that show? Why? Why? Because I feel like they should know what laughing feels like before they see <laughs> You don't think I'm that's the perfect a... person to open your show. I'm your biggest fan. I'm going to be there anyway. The first voice on any comedy album is usually the person saying, ladies and gentlemen, here's so and right, such, true. right? That's and right. do you want that to be Greg? Do you want to hear, no, ladies no. and gentlemen, here's Dave Anthony? No, that's it. That means we're like tied together forever. Like all this podcast shit can be erased, but once I put that out, I mean, just tell you the album. I want my which son I, that I've done that on that have been me. quite successful. Dana Gould's first record that at Largo, well. and uh, here and uh, the Pride is back. Dave Cross it did not go well. Probably his best special. Well, the thing is that like, you, you said it's forever, Dave. It's just one album. I know you only have one album's worth of material. <laughs> right? No, then, no, it like, is forever. No, oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, if, you, if we're not looking at albums. Do okay. you know who Denny Johnson is? Old, old comedian. Like Denny old, Johnson. Old, old Denny Johnson, old from like the 70s. He used to put on, uh, he used to do some props up and he'd put on a pink helmet and then do like a, a gay soldier. Like it was really just. Probably didn't translate. It was not. Translate great. to audio. Great, but he was on like HBO and stuff. Like he was one of the early guys that broke. Mm. Well, he literally wrote 45 minutes of material in, from what I understand for comics were there in like a month. And then he never did anything else, and he just did that act for years until it petered out. But he never did. He never wrote any more. He just wrote his 45 and went around on headline, and that's all he did. So and that's, what happened that's to him plan. was he was then ground up and turned into a sausage. <laughs> you never heard Denny Johnson sausages? No. Very They're rare. They're fucking tasty. Very <laughs> that many of them, he wasn't that big a guy. Did it taste like hack? It's, it's right now. It's what <laughs> they it's Before I go and eat a prostitute's vagina, it's what I'll chomp on first. Oh, okay. Just to so, get your mouth in the mood. So now, speaking of that, your podcast. 
<laughs> Prostitutes Vagina, my podcast. Perfect Fair transition. Vagina is a fucking good, uh, great album, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's a very good album. It's well, on all things comedy. It's on a special thing. It is on a special thing, yeah, which is still a three-letter thing that starts with A, A-S-T-A-T-C. Oh, yeah. Mm. Which a- that's, yeah, I didn't think about that. A-S-S. Um, yeah. The uh, the kids, I don't think the kids over on a special thing like me very much. Really? Why no. do you think that? Uh, just, they, they never pay attention to me. <laughs> the, I, I can do a show and and that, that they're like six comics on it. And I'll go in and I'll be reading a special thing and they will review every comic and ignore me. They do stuff like that. It's very funny. I, you mean like the like the kids on the like the actual comment boards and yeah, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant the guys that run a special thing. No, they want to put out my album. Oh, they're, they're, uh, that's nice. Yeah. That's good. Um, okay, so let's talk about your podcast. Yeah, okay. So wait a minute. Do people still go to message boards? What? I'm sorry. What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. Still, yeah, yeah. People all, That's how a special thing started. It was just a message board. No, I board. know that, but message I mean, it's, boards I know. are still right, happening. Yeah. That's not. That doesn't. People die. are messaging boards left and just right. Just because ours died off doesn't mean that others. I just do. don't find. I just think that their message board, like, I, like if anyone ignored you on a message board, who gives a shit? Like they. Oh no, I don't they're, care. They're, no, they're it's just, just they're just a group it's of just people. A message that, board. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! Settle, settle. To me, that's like if someone didn't talk to talk settle. about you at a dinner party. I'm just saying they're. <laughs> do you know what I mean like that's what they feel like? I'm to not me. upset about it. They're just a group of people that don't care for me, and I don't really care. I don't that's care all. for it. Look, I don't give a here's shit. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm a defender of the faith, and if you <laughs> don't like Dave Anthony, I will fucking take a hanger and I'll shove it in. I'll stick it in one eye. And whip it around so it pops out the other eye, and then I'll rip your nose bridge out. That's illegal. <laughs> That's what I fucking do. So you better <laughs> like Dave. Okay. Period. I don't. I don't need I'm that kind come of violence. Now. I'm, I'm gonna come I'm now. A pacifist. I just got myself all jerked up. I'm gonna come now. <laughs> what is the theme? So what is we? What are we doing? I I've read... come apparently. Yeah. Okay. So. so yeah. Okay. So your podcast terrifies yeah. me. Why does it terrify you? Because it involves a, a, you actually revealing something about yourself? No, yes. I've, done, I've done a lot of that. Exactly. I've done that on Marriage. You have done that. I've done that on Marriage Podcast. You have I've done, done that, that on yes. uh, mental, uh, illness. On, mental illness on Gil Martin's. Yeah. I, I do do that, but there's something about just focusing on a word. It's not necessarily focusing on a word as much as the word becomes the theme. You get to choose what the theme is. You know what I mean? Like what, what the quote-unquote big life theme is. You know, like truth or fun or justice Stuff like that, where it's like something you've been thinking about coming back to a lot. And then we just kind of delve into it anecdotally, and then hilariousness happens, hopefully, depending on who it is. Okay, so let's do one. You okay. want to do an example of yeah, it? Yeah, we'll do a little sample. We'll do a sample in this segment. Word. Okay. You don't have to pick a word. See, okay, this is the pre conversation. Because then, if you tell me what it's something, what is something that you've been thinking I about? I want you to do it with a him. Lot. You want me to do it with Greg? <laughs> Greg? What have I been okay. thinking about? What's something that you've been thinking about, like a theme? Because we'll scratch the surface of that, and that will become the theme. Like something you've been thinking about coming to a lot lately. Uh, um, like, in general, just making a big deal out of shit that doesn't uh, need to be... Um... Excitement? No. No, fear, probably. Like anxiety making a big... Fear? Yeah, anxiety. Like making, like making something a bigger deal than it really is. Having, taking a... Let's say, let's say... Here's a perfect example. So mm-hmm. I go to... Uh, let's say I go to a club... And I have a bad weekend, and then my reaction to that is quit comedy altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But now I'm starting to realize, like, oh, maybe I just had a bad weekend. No, and maybe... I don't know. It's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> really, you can go fuck yourself. But the point is, it's hard to do this. With, is... Hard yeah. to do this with a naysayer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he's a he. See, but did you Truth see what just happened there? Did you, did you see what happened there? Yeah, I opened up. He got afraid. Uh oh. Right, because it was getting real. 
He blocked his face with coffee yes. and negativity. Yeah, that's right. I see how it happens. <laughs> he blocked his face with, with coffee stuff. and negativity. With, he blocked his face. With I, I like see now. I would pick anxiety. Yeah, because fear fear is still a very big thing. Huge. But you're the way that you focus your fear is through this anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So the anxiety to me would be the theme. Yeah. And I would say like, well, what does that mean to you? What is what is anxiety when you think about it? It's the feeling of what? Doing UCB. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm judgment? Bit, is it I'm, a fear of judgment? Yeah, or? a little bit. A little bit not fitting in, not not, not feeling like uh, like maybe, like the last time, last two times I've been there, it's been great. I've mm-hmm. sort of overcome it. But I had, there used to be a point where like two days before doing UCB, I'd want to get a hold of Ackerman and go, I, I got fucking... Something's come up Monday. Yeah, I can't do it. Like, I would have this weird fear about going. Because? Because I hadn't been around the stand-up world for a while because I. Also, because the kids it's on are so Tuesday, young. which is. It's on t- a Tuesday night. Tuesday I don't know. Night, just, but you said Monday. I mean, that might be part no, of No, he's problem. emailing him on a Monday to say he can't do Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, letting him know that I can't do Follow it. Follow the logic. But the. <laughs> That's not what I heard. <laughs> he just got schooled. Uh, yeah, so I would have that kind of anxiety about it because I would feel like. I, I would go there and just be. Fr- and I, and so then I would go sure. to the show mad. I would, then when ah. I would go to do the show, I'd be mad or mad at defensive. The show? Yes, and defensive, and like you guys are all fucking. I don't, well, you know. Yeah, say it. Say it. Young. Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. And and, <laughs> is, and is that and, see? And that's what the anxiety opens up to. A little bit, yeah. The youngness. Also, that they, they age like, stuff they, like that. Also, like I feel like you know they'll they've selected old people they like. Like they're like, no, we like Louie, and we'll take this. But we're you're not a part of that. You know what I mean? Mm. Like where you, uh, they're all things that they've not thought. They're all things that didn't actually happen. Like, they're, they're things all that you're thinking. Thing. Yes, but they're, they're I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think there's there. a palpable disappointment when when older guy walks out that they don't really know. <laughs> I, think, I think. I think. I think. Do you feel to, that when you go go out? In that sure. Stage? Yeah. I think that. I think that. I've seen it when when guys come out who are old that they don't really know or aren't really famous. They're like. Eh. I think, and I also think, I mean, and I actually will say the last couple of times I've been there, it's been better. And I think, A, because I just don't feel that way about it anymore. But B, also maybe they are at that point where they're like, look, we're just coming here to see comedy. Scott, we trust the show to be good. Because all the really well-run comedy clubs around the country, like when you go to the Comedy Attic mm-hmm. in Bloomington, they don't fucking give a shit if they've never heard of you. They yeah. know that the room books great comedy. Right, And they're right. going to give you at least the first that 15 minutes. That guy's named Jared? Yeah, he's going to give you at least monster. 15 minutes. Yeah. It's a monster. It's a good room. It's, it's like the way Cobbs used to be. Like, it was well mm-hmm. booked. It was well put together. So you go there. The opener is good. The feature is good. And, they, and, they, and they're going to give the headliner. But don't you, know? you think that's, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a kind of a branding thing. Okay, here's a, a weird opinion that I have. Um, I feel like um, a lot of comedy, in terms of television comedy, mm-hmm. doesn't really appeal to me that much. Mm-hmm. Because it seems to be very, very surface. Doesn't appeal there, to me at all. There, t- there you, seems you're to be talking about like sitcoms and such. Sitcoms. Yeah. There's a lack of uh, of depth yes. to a lot of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because the people who really love comedy are people who don't have any depth. Like they're young. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, no, no. Look, the major- the big audience of who they're selling comedy to okay, so two and a half are men. 20, 20 somethings. Right? A lot of the time. Two I mean two and a half men is a is a different thing. Yeah. But it's like, but that's still a very simple show. I just what you're saying though. It's actually kind of true on both levels. It's true of two of two and a half men as it is of the office in that it's it's the office reeks of surface cool uh-huh. and the other one just reeks of surface hackery. But it's all it's it, there's there's not depth in either none of it none of it takes you to a place that's scary or has depth or anything. That's why Louis is such a bizarre hit because right, it's right. got like moments of real depth and strange and weird rhythms and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ends quickly or or yeah. takes on two different whole stories. I mean that's how that big don't... that's how Big Bang Theory is. I 
you have to leave the <laughs> podcast for a little while. And <laughs> no, but I know this is a good discussion because I do. I, I sort of agree with you. It also may be that it is difficult to get to any depth in thirty minutes or twenty-seven minutes. That that is true, but like that's why people want that. They want that. They want that quick fix in a sort of but a way. There's this thing now where they're, the writing, they're, the comedy writing is so good now on some shows. Yeah. That you skim over. Like I've watched, the reason I watched um, um, the, all the Fox shows. So I've watched mm-hmm. the Mindy, I've watched New Girl, um, the and, New Girl, uh, Ben and Kate, blah, right. blah. Without a doubt, at least two or three times a show, hard laugh, solid fucking great, didn't see it coming joke. Right, right. Or spectacular character. There's a fucking, there's a male nurse that's on the Mindy show. Right. There's the best friend that's on Ben and Kate, the English girl. They're both fucking awesome. They're like, you know, Melissa McCarthy type hilarious characters. Right. But nothing really happens that makes you go, God, I got to get back next week. Man, this is, this is my show. This is who I am. Right, it's right. It's mostly just really smart writing. But I am sort of amazed at the level of comedy writing now. It's almost like the level of young comics where people fucking really know how to be funny now. Yeah, but I, I guess the thing is that like it's still funny on a surface level in a, in a sort of a way to me because they lack this life, a certain amount of life experience. So there seems to be this... See, this is a uh, thing that I think is going around in comedy right now. Certain young comics aspire to be certain older comics that they love, mm-hmm. but those older comics may have X amount of damage because of their experience. And so I feel like there's a lot of younger comics that came from these well-off supportive backgrounds that are manufacturing I I totally manufacturing agree. damage because they think yes. that's the key to funny. Manufactured damage. I think there I think there are shit manufactured damage is fantastic of new comics <laughs> yes. who don't come from I think that comedy comes from pain and and like a hard beginning. And I think there are a shitload of new comics that don't have that at all. Now, I can't tell if this is an old perspective just on art or because I feel the exact same thing about music. I mm. feel the exact same, where, where exactly what you said. Okay. There are a lot of young bands that want to be like older bands, but they didn't live the way those older bands like. So, you know, the fucking dude from Joy Division killed himself. Right, And Joy right. Division, those guys were, those guys were from rough, t- r- that was a rough, it was a different uh, era. That was a rough life that those right. guys lived. Right, And there are a lot of bands that sound like Joy Division now on some level. Mm-hmm. And... Yes, it's not earned. It doesn't even make the. It doesn't make them disingenuous. They just like what they like and they want to be it. But it doesn't. No, but it, it doesn't, doesn't have the depth or the no gravitas. Depth. Yeah, there's right? no depth. Well, there's no experience. It, that's, why that's why I say it's manufactured. Over time, they could have that. Right. They, could, they could have that experience possibly. But, Maybe, but uh, but I but I I watch a lot of young comics that that are just like there was a torment to a lot of the guys that we started with. There was something fucking dark and weird in their past. All, almost all of us. I could go through the list of all of us and go, "Yep, that, 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 that." <laughs> and they don't. There's not that anymore. I think, and I think a well, lot. Well, there of, are some. I think a there lot are some. Of, there are some yeah. people who are like have real damage. Sure, sure, sure. But there, but there's a. I think it's because of the internet. I think that all these people have just watched so much comedy that they like. You couldn't do that when when we were starting. You couldn't just watch tons of comedy and go, okay, I, I learned how to do that and that and that, and now I'm going to go do this. Well, it's very difficult now, and especially I'm the oldest person in the room, it's very difficult now to evolve without information. So in the old days, certain bands sounded the way they sounded because they had nothing else to base it on. They mm-hmm. started their music yeah. and they made it in their garage and it sounded like them, which was sort of based on maybe they had a Rolling Stones record, but they there wasn't a whole world that informed them. So they would make these original points of view you know what I mean like Bill Hicks was a real original that came out of, out of Texas that had his own point of view because of his preacher upbringing and all of that shit and he kind of evolved on his own and now 
we get comedy and music from everywhere and it's there mm -hmm. all the time and everything is so youth oriented because even when we were growing up kids the only shit that was on TV was for adults even into yeah. my fucking teens it right. was still about except Battle of the Network Stars it was, which was <laughs> that was for everybody and, yeah. a, and great and uh, Gabe Kaplan well even me in, you know and I'm the in a boat I would assume I'm the youngest person in the room yes but like even the kids movies from when I was a kid are dark like when I think about the Neverending Story or like yeah. the Secret of Nim, there's mouse, there's mean, mice mean sword fighting and stabbing right. each other. That's right. a kids movie. Right. And so was Mean Streets. Like that well, was a fucked up kids movie. That's an, you have to I, go I outside. You know, you kid. need to get air. I had to watch it when I was a child. With my but if dad. You, even the John Hughes movies mm -hmm. are dark and they're pretty dark, is, and they're all struggling with some sort of, I mean, you know, suburban malaise or something. Yeah, well, fucking when Cameron takes his fucking when he when sure the car off. goes through the window when he when he fucking uh, in in uh, Ferris Bueller. Wow, that he was upset. His dad <laughs> never yeah, talked he was, to him. He was him. mad at his dad. But I mean, For but sure. there was definitely like there was there was that element of it. Like he didn't just put characters in a movie without some sort of like they had a fucked up thing with their parents their parents mm -hmm, didn't talk mm -hmm. to them their parents didn't relate to them their parents didn't get them there was at least something I don't know it's different it's a different time however you cannot argue with some of the quality of I mean there are some fucking comics that have okay, been around I, for two can years I say, no, no. can I say something they're great yeah. can I say something about young comedians go ahead Jesus fucking Christ stop putting your videos up online they are all they do one set and they're throwing it up they throw up every fucking set they do jesus give well, yourself fucking time i feel to like to learn how to do it my generation of because uh, i've been doing stand up 10 almost 11 years right yeah so i think that my crew is the who's, it, who's in your give, give me your give me well your... i started in boston Okay. So I, you know, like people I started out with are people like Mike Kaplan and, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Joe Mandy or Robert yeah. Riley. Then I went to New York and, and then um, some of the people that are kind of in my class, if you were like people like uh, John Mulaney and, yep. mm -hmm. you know, Kroll and some, even though those guys were in a different right. thing. Mark Norman? Uh, Mark Norman is after me. Yeah. He's yeah. A funny but he's, he's very funny and he's, yeah. a, he's a, and he's a good friend as well. Yeah, good guy. Um, but I feel like my class, because I guess I, when I started in Boston... I saw the difference between the guys that were hustling to get spots and the guys that were trying to write jokes. And yeah. I felt like there were two, there were guys yeah. that were concentrated so much on selling themselves, mm -hmm. but they had no material. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you write a good act? But like, Do Donald Glover is a perfect example of like that, that thing that everybody wants to be that, I mean, he's obviously the exception to the rule, but like, was in college, had a sketch group, got a writing job on a great TV show. Right out of college, yeah. Right out of college, became a stand-up, has a band, is on television. <laughs> like, he's everything you could possibly want to be before 30. It's fucking insane. And he's successful at all of it. And I'm, I'm, my, my short experience with him is he's a lovely dude, a lovely fella. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know him real well, but any experience I have No, we're friends, him, yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. But he's like, people are like, you don't fucking need to go on the, go on the road for what? You make a sketch group. And then you put up your video, and people love it. And then you get hired on a writing staff, and then you do a few sets at UCB. Right. Well, that's like, what I mean. It's I like mean, my generation started kind of like people were just putting up their videos the moment they had them. It's like yes. dude, that five minutes is not ready. It's yes. Not ready but they're just like, hey, check out my check out my link. And it's but like, I but, did but that well. Happens to I did like well that. early by way, on. By the way, I'm not dismissing his talent or his work ethic no, or anything. No, but it doesn't matter because you haven't found your voice. It's it's about like you can go up and kill. But it doesn't mean that that set you've done in the first six months that you killed with isn't going to embarrass the shit out of you five years from now or even three years. You haven't found your voice. You're just fucking starting. A lot of the shit you're probably doing is a little hacky. Like, there's a million reasons to not do Or it. you're but doing I, an a, a outright impersonation of a completely but different But I, like yeah. I feel like this. I also feel like 
it doesn't mean anything to put a video up anymore. Yes, to me, it does. a video it, to me a video is no different than doing a set in a room. You're just doing now doing a set in a room for around the world, and everybody sees it, and you can say that was old. I don't. Can't I don't. Say I don't it. know. You, that, you don't know. You can say it's old. Someone, someone could go, "Hey, go watch that guy," and then they watch it and they go, "Jesus, he wasn't very good." You, that's not that's not true at all. That video lives forever, and so that can be someone's first impression of you. Even if you delete it, it can still be found. Yeah. But the thing is that know. there's a whole. I realized this when I was in the. I was back. In, I'm from Las Vegas. I was there for the holidays, and my little sister was watching, because there's this whole crew of vloggers, right? These are yeah. people who just make internet. They've never done a live show. And my sister was and, watching and this. And they're like entertainers? They, they, and they have millions of hits. I know Their career is making I know there's a guy three, five, makes... four-minute like internet videos. I know there's a guy. Are you, are, you talking they... about, are you talking about comedy or music or what are you talking no, about? No, they they're just, they're just they're ranting. It's like ranting, but... It's a rant style. And the rhythm is really in how they cut, how they edit it together. My sister was laughing at this kid who, when I watched the video myself, I'm like, this is the, the most hacky shit I have ever heard in my life. And so and, he, and, and my sister was laughing in a way that I know I'll never be able to make her laugh myself. Oh my god. Oh, but that's an entire How old is your sister? She is uh, 19 now. Okay. But uh, um there's an entire or 18. There's an entire I, there's an entire group of comedian, quote unquote comedian that have never done a live show. The Bo Barnums. But they can but, but Bo, I have to give it to Bo though. But he, he does care about stand up. He does, but he started as he started as an internet video internet thing, guy. but it's also music, which is a different thing. No, like, but I've I, seen him do whole sets with no with no guitar or anything. Really? Yeah, just no, jokes. So, so these guys, some of them make a hundred thousand dollars a month with from their, their videos. Vlogs. Yeah. So they'll do a week, one a week, or two a week. Now and, here's where and I they'll get so many hits on YouTube. They'll, they're making so much money. And I think this all connects to what we're talking about. Anxiety, right? Because this is this is a discrepancy between what you believe is your generation. And yeah, what you yeah, believe yeah. is the younger generation. So all of this stuff is the kind of stuff that's filtering through your head when you're writing an email to Scott Ackerman on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And you do as and you do and you do as an entertainer and also as a person who now has set up a life that is dependent on that, right? So mm -hmm. it's not like I do this as a hobby. Well it's relevant. It's, how I, it's like how do you yeah, stay yeah. How do you stay relevant without it, trying continue to be to employed be too hard? Yeah. Continue to be employed, continue to make money, to continue to have a voice that's important, and then realize all the things you're doing, no one's going to look at. The only reason any of us are doing this, for me at least, actually I'm not going to say anybody for me, is so people come see me. Because yeah. I want to sell tickets. Because yeah. I like to do that. Because the live experience is the only experience really to have with stand-up. So it's that thing of like, you're right, how do I can keep that ball rolling? That is the, the sort of the anxiety. But then at another point you have to go, you just have to be authentic and do the thing that you you think is the right thing. Well, I, I, I couldn't imagine trying to make a vlog. And that's what the... The appeal, it's like, and it's true about Comedy Central, it's true about, it's like the, the best slash worst thing that's ever happened to comedy, because it gives all these people these opportunities to be seen. Right. But then, there's too many people that are trying to be seen, so it dilutes all of it at the same time. So with the internet, it's great that we can put a podcast out there, people connect to it, and they want to see you live. But then right. there's a lot of other, like, personally, I think that if you haven't started a podcast by now, it's done. You can't have any. Like all, I think all the podcasts that are out right now should be the end of it. Right, <laughs> that, that's it. There shouldn't be any more podcasts. There's no way if you start a podcast like today, as like the beginning of a podcast, that it's going to get any anywhere. Right, you have to figure out what the hell the next thing is now. I vlog. mean, vlog. I, I want to make a TV. No, vlog's dead. Says, vlog. You, you think vlog's dead? Vlog's already dead. Vlog's dead. Vlogcast. No, but I know there's. Like, <laughs> I know. I know there was like a girl that there was a girl that was out in Salt Lake City a couple weeks ago, and her whole thing was just rants on rants that she did on this thing you're talking about, and she sold out. The whole weekend. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sold that a whole uh, who, Do you know who that was? I can't remember her name. It's not Jenna Marbles, is it? Maybe it was. Because that girl's extremely popular right now. Again, these people Jenna are Marbles, doing... I think that is exactly They're doing these internet videos. I've never seen her perform live. Right. I don't know if she knows how to perform live. Because it's... You can't... You can't edit things out. You know, at least not live. Yeah, no, you have to be... That's the kind of stuff that you have to do shows to figure out. Yep. Where is it that the jokes are? Yeah, it's hard to edit live. <laughs> but I can do it. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Vegas. Vegas. You're from Vegas? I'm from Las Vegas, yeah. Holy fuck, no wonder you're a comedian. Hey that's that like that's that seems like a horrible place to grow up. Um, you know, I was in New Mexico before that, a small town, and New Mexico basically just has poverty and soot. Yeah. So we moved to Vegas because at the time it was the number one fastest growing city in the United States. How, how, so in 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 New Mexico, how big was the town you were in? Very, very small. Maybe 10, uh, 10, 11, 12,000 people. Wow. Jeez. Something and, like that. And were there a lot of black people? Or? Yeah. It was oh, all. There are? Because I consider, I would think New Mexico, I think, just white as white can be. Oh, no, no, no. Well, you're thinking about Santa Fe. <laughs> but I was in a small town called Tucumcari, which uh-huh. is the uh, the Route 66 is Main Street. Goes right, uh-huh. goes oh, straight wow. through it. And uh, my neighborhood was like, it was black people, black people, white people, uh, Latino people, Native Americans. Yeah. Um, all kind of in the same place. You so, don't hear about New Mexico very much. That, that state doesn't come no, up at all. No, you no, don't. No one ever That's talks about what, the what tragedy about New Mexico. What, what happens there? Yeah, what, what, did, what did people do for jobs there? Was it like a factory? <sighs> you know, I don't even remember. My my Was your dad a coyote? Was my, he bring people well, across the border? My mom no, had an actual me. coyote. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was uh, 19 when she had me, oh, right? Oh, shit. So my great-grandparents raised me. Wow. Until I was about seven-ish. All right. And then she got me and we went to New Mexico. Me and my mom and my grandma, right? Uh-huh. But these are my great-grandparents at first. Yeah. So the church was literally in our backyard and uh, they were extremely involved in it. Uh-huh. My great-grandfather... What church? What, what, uh, Southern Baptist Church. Southern Baptist, yeah. Okay. Holy shit. First, I think uh, Mount Calvary, first first yeah. Baptist church, uh, which is still there. I went there recently. The neighborhood is run down, but that church is still there. Nobody goes to it. It's closed up and boarded up, but there's a brand new plaque with my great-grandparents' name on it. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Crazy. they they died they died like years ago. But uh, my great grandfather uh, worked at a lumber yard. It was like man, it was a man. He yeah. cut wood, made things. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean. I tell you about that. I tell yeah, you no, relate to that. Me, that. I love yeah, that man. Yeah, I love a fucking saw. Cut, cut yeah, and uh, and when I was a kid, I used to play with the saw. <laughs> I would like ma- I want I wanted to make toys for myself, so I would like trace out a sword and a piece of wood and then saw okay. it down and sand it down. Holy shit. I, that was too... I was, and I was not now, wearing any gloves. Do you bring woodworking up in your stand-up? Because that's fascinating. I, I'm really fascinated by... See, that's the thing, because Dave was asking me earlier if, I, if I'm a sports guy, which I'm not, right? So that's like my man thing that I don't have. Mm-hmm. But I do want to build things. Yeah. I like working with my hands yeah. and getting them dirty. Yeah. Yeah. But like I would uh, like to learn how to... You know, tables, chairs, and oak and chess would suit Jesus need, best. Uh, I need some furniture made. Do you? Yeah. Okay, well, 
I don't so, I don't know I don't have a skill set I mean, yet. If you want to learn, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe this is a good place to start in my kids' room. Just yeah, a yeah. regular irregular chairs that all your, my, your we kids. Need like a, we need like a chest of drawers and that kind of situation. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So why don't you get on that? I mean, it'd be good for both of us because you're learning a skill and I'm getting shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds fucking. <laughs> I still right. got to take classes and learn things though. Whatever, it's all part of the magic. <laughs> yeah, possibly. You just keep making it until it's good. Something like that. Did just you just tell him out. to keep making it until it's good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm not positive I love the sound of this relationship. <laughs> I don't know that I like it at all. It sounds okay to me. It, mm, okay. it doesn't. Really hey, hey, has an hey, old school feel to it. But it's very me. old school. <laughs> very old school feel to it. It's getting really frightening. It's true. getting a little scary. Let's get back to getting you. Getting a little chubby chase. So you go to Vegas. <laughs> Why do you go to Vegas? Yeah, it's getting a little chubby in here. Getting a little chubby in here. It's getting a little chubby in God, here. That guy's a great man. Uh, well, I didn't know this. See, I, I didn't know a lot of stuff about my family until... Almost recently, just because we just never talked about the past. Right. So I didn't know until like a couple of years ago that my mom mostly grew up in Vegas. She would like go to school in Vegas and then spend the summers in New Mexico. So when we moved to Vegas, she already kind of had a life there as well as my grandmother did. But we moved there because it was, you know, up and coming. And then right. I was in a uh, part of Vegas called North Las Vegas, North Town. Uh -huh. It's also called Pretty Pretty Hood. Gangs, yeah. kind of stabby shooty. Really, drive stabby shooty. Really, stabby shooty. Drive by. Yeah, Vegas. Vegas it can get pretty gnarly. Well, especially in the early '90s when it was like you never heard. You always heard about gang violence. Didn't Tupac get shot there? Or was that Suge Knight? Yes, Tupac got shot in on the strip. Not the strip. actually, not that far from where I, I moved to after I moved out a lot. I believe uh, it was after a South Park Grammar event. A what? Boxing. Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, was it was a boxing event. Yes, it was a boxing event, um, which is weird. You wouldn't think violence would come out of ever boxing. boxing. That's yeah. weird. In Vegas, that seems like a weird thing because yeah. that seems like a night where people are just like hanging out, like a fish a concert. Time. Like everyone's all just fucking high, and, you know, just <laughs> high off of fists and octane. Fists and octane. Fists and octane. Oh man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we moved there, and uh, and did you did your uh, family work in the gaming uh, industry? My mom at first was in retail, and then the Mirage Hotel Casino opened mm -hmm. up. She got a job there when it opened up. Yeah, that's why we moved because she was commuting like an hour and a half from where we lived to get to the, to the Mirage. Then we moved a fifteen minute drive away. Uh, so she was at the Mirage for a really long time. Yeah, and then uh, now she's not. And so you lived in how many how many people in your family? It was me and my mom and my grandmother, and then. We, my mom met my stepfather about maybe 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. Then he moved in with us. It was me, my mom, my stepfather, and my grandmother. Yeah. Then they had childrens. And then they started beating you. Uh, yeah, that happened too. Seriously? Um, actually, yeah. A little, there was a little, it. there was Jesus. a little, a little physical abuse in my Jesus childhood. fucking Christ. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it, dude. I know, but you know. Geez. See, and that's the other but thing. But it's so hacky that your stepfather moved in and started hitting but, you. But see, and that's exactly <laughs> no. Did you, that's exactly why I can't talk about it on stage. No, I you know. You can't. Manufactured damage is totally fine. Yeah. If I start talking about like, here's some real shit that happened in my childhood, people are gonna be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no, if I, I didn't come to a comedy show for darkness. My, my, no, but da you my said, dad used to leave me in a bar like parking lot for hours. I like the idea that your whole. I like the idea that in the fight with your father, your whole premise is. This is some hack bullshit. <laughs> are, you fucking, are you really doing the dad? Oh, no, but before yeah. we do this, are we really doing stepdad hits the son? Because this fucking trope has been done over. Yeah. Try something different. Yeah. Try something different. But it happened. I don't care. Add a squid. Um, add a mysterious squid with a mischievous look. There, I mean, like, look, he didn't hit me a lot. There was some physical abuse in my childhood because my mother was a drinker. And she's been sober for, like, 
almost 12 years. Mm-hmm. And we have a relationship ever since she got sober. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a kid, there was drinking, there was misery. She was, my, I'm 31. Yeah. I always have to think that well, my mom had an 11-year-old. Crazy. When crazy. she was my age, she had an 11-year-old. crazy. And she was by at, herself. To have a kid at 19 is just insane. Like, yeah. That's just, can I mean, you it, imagine? It was an accident. No, of course, but. Most people don't plan on having kids at nineteen. So but where no. do you what? So what, you're in high school and you're doing what? What are you doing? Are you, you are you playing sports? You're not playing sports. Okay, you, yeah, I did the uh, I did the gay thing and then went to a, a, a performing arts high school. I had a boy. You did the gay thing. It's gay to go to performing arts high school. Okay. Our school was known as the gay school. Nobody knew what was really? going on there. Just like, oh, don't you have to be gay to go to that school? Kids actually thought that. It's like, no, no, I'm no, straight. Is that like on the? Is it like on the the entrance form? Yeah. Are you gay? Are you gay? Yes. You're in. You're in. <laughs> if you're out, you're in. Yeah. Yeah, of course. No, no. Of um, course that's what they thought. We had the reputation because we were performing arts high school of everyone thought that we were gay because we had theater majors and dance majors. Right. But it, I don't know why people thought that because that's absurd. There wasn't a gay school. It was just a performing arts high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some gay schools. Okay. But that's what I mean. I'm talking about where they're just teaching people to be gay. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's what the Republicans are always talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're forcing, they're right. forcing yeah, it on our children. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's what we're doing in Los Angeles. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're teaching them how to be gay. Fifty percent of our schools here are gay. It's homo one hundred one hundred. Gay. <laughs> it totally is homo one hundred one hundred. I mean, they just fucking. Promote. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what the heck was I talking? I don't even remember. Yeah, high school. So high then... school. So you're in a gay school. <laughs> no, no. I went to performing arts high school. Yeah, I got. I was a class clown, right? I actually wanted to be a comedian when I was in middle school, but I didn't know it was a That's thing. That's because you were getting beaten and all kinds of stuff. That's Your a, mom was an alcoholic. There was probably, and I was so, watching a so lot of you TV. you wanted yeah. strangers to love you because <laughs> you weren't getting it from Possibly. where you needed it. You're putting so it you together. Were, and yeah. also chicks, right? Yes, that oh, too. Oh, and pussy, and then you can also not have to pay to eat pussy anymore. You can just do it. Finally, I don't have to give my, my, my class A you have to license, bring your license out. my pussy yeah. eating license. Pussy yeah. license. My, my plastic. We're gonna make those, by the way, and put them up on the website. Pussy your, eating license. All things comedy. Pussy eating license. <laughs> <laughs> laminated. Void of laminated. You got your Pell card. What your Pell card? What is that? My pussy eating license card. If you got a pussy eating license card, is the pussy? I can't even say it. Pussy eating license. Pussy eating license. Get your Pell cards. Get your Pell card. All things comedy. Every two years. God damn it! The all things comedy. Pell cards. Um. What the heck? Yeah, so I I mean, I, but I didn't understand that you, what it meant to be a comedian is you start doing it. <laughs> I just saw people going up on stage, sure. which and is why I got interested in acting. And would you the, go see shows in Vegas? No, because I didn't know they existed. I just watched oh, on TV. Get, oh, you didn't get it at all? I watched, yeah, I I watched TV. It was comedy all about, Central. I watched comedy, it wasn't Comedy Central yet. There was the Comedy Channel and Ha! Yeah, ha. yeah. I remember, there were two and then they combined. Yeah. But I watched both of them and then they combined. I'm like, this is even better. Yeah, that's right. what, that's what I thought. But it wasn't. But yeah, I watched... <laughs> I remember all that stuff, the A-list and uh, pulp yeah. comics oh and God. lounge, oh, so, okay. lounge no, lizards. You know, short attention span theater. Comedy product. Th- yeah, uh, three drink minimum. Uh, Tompkins Square Park. Oh yeah. All that, yeah. all that stuff. I was devouring it left yeah. and right. I would quote comedians at school all the time. Me and my, me and my friend Mike Spiegel would do bits. Mike Spiegel. Mike Spiegel. Yeah, spelled phonetically. And what happened to Mike Spiegel? Mike Spiegel has a wife and children in Las Vegas. We still keep in touch. Interesting. Yeah. And then you went to college? I did. I, I got serious about the because I did theater in high school. I went did you to go to a gay college. I went to theater school in Boston. So you went to gay college. Yeah, I went to gay college. <laughs> that was that. That feel good to get out of Vegas. It didn't. I never visited Boston. Didn't have the money to visit campus. Really? I just moved to school, and I'd never been to Boston before. Really? That was basically what it did. Yeah. 
That's crazy. What it did. And did you, it was talk about it did? me. It did it, it That's did. what it did. I'm talking about myself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes abuse when you're a child results in you talking about yourself in like a third person. Oh, Dave knows Oh, that. Ricky Henderson must have taken it in the face a few times. <laughs> no. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. You know how many people got that? Yeah. <laughs> all, all of Major League Baseball. <laughs> not, not a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. So I went to Boston and then I went to theater school there and I started doing stand-up about my junior year of college. And now here you are. And now, and now you made it to the closet. And now I made it to the closet. I'm sorry, man. I'm in the closet. Yeah. Ironically, after going through a gay school, I'm back in the closet. Yeah, yeah. It all comes back around. Yeah, we love it in the closet. We like to wrap this up by fucking our guests. Oh. <laughs> I didn't stretch. Do you have your pill? No. Your PEL? No, I don't. Oh, man, that's too bad. Well, by being on the show, we've already fucked him because yeah. he's now lowered himself to this level. It's too bad because he really had a cool career. He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, li- we liked it up until now, but shit's over. You know what? Um, my girlfriend from high school, huge Greg Barrett fan. Oh, Ooh, that's weird. Huge Greg Parent, Barrett, Barrett, Ferret, Greg Ferret fan. Um, the quote she quoted your closer from your presents a lot, the mm. cake, the cake oh, at the wedding. Oh yeah, all the time. Oh, that's very cool. Interesting tidbit: she j- is now wanted in the state of Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> for what? For what? For what? I I found out from my high school theater teacher because she had this. <laughs> I remember, That's amazing. Do you remember me asking you about doing a show in Vegas, possibly? Yeah. Yeah. She had this theater company with this dude, uh, or a couple of different people, and uh, they were doing really well, and it was like this room that I was, I wanted to do a cool show in Vegas for Vegas locals. Yeah. Because basically in Vegas, it's like, if some everything's for the tourists. If yeah. you're a local and you happen to like that thing, then you still have to pay tourist prices. Yeah. So I wanted to do something where it's like, everybody would be happy and people still make money, right? Uh, and it was at their theater company, and I just found out that she, that she and the artistic director stole all the money and That's like fucking awesome. just, oh. just just hit this this hit it hit that left town. Wanted, Such drama, right? Wanted. I fucking love that, yeah. dude. That's unless too bad. unless. I was lied to because I haven't really reasoned. No, that's shit. a great story. So if she hears that. it, she's like, "What?" And she calls me tomorrow. And I'll be like, "Oh, I thought that was." A... Sorry, well, I said that on the internet. Up, it makes sense that she would listen to this because she's a huge fan. Stuck with me the whole time. She's here with me in the closet. She's <laughs> yeah. here with me in the closet. Allegedly, there might be cake, and uh, and now she's uh, on the lamb. She's on the lamb. I fucking love that. The lamb. My Vegas. My family's out in Summerlin. Oh yeah. My mayor's parents live out there. Oh okay, okay. I like Vegas. It's a good jam when you got like Vegas is a fun three day place. It's hot. You know. Yeah, yeah it's I was hot. there for more than a decade. Good fucking shopping out there, bro. Oh. And we know how much Dave Anthony loves the shop shops. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, so thank you. Uh, you were an adequate guest. and <laughs> You're a cunt. We have a... We go to the sh- we our new live episode up for uh, the LA Podfest uh, with Will, Will Anderson. Anderson is now on Shopify. Total no fop. Uh, total no fop, uh, and it's a couple of bucks. And if you want to get the bundle, it's like ten bucks for all the live ones. Six Shopify walking the room page, uh, and yeah. they also sell shirts there. Yeah, yeah, and there's new stuff coming and down the pike. That's new really exciting. stuff coming yeah. down the pike. Yeah. Yeah, um, it looks like November fifth is going to be the day where there's going to be new shit in November fifth. Yep, That's and then very, very uh, soon. yeah, yeah. Uh, How yeah. are people going to like go vote? They're not if gonna be November fifth is like that's you're going to be so distracted. They're going to do so much damage. They're not going to vote. Yeah. And, uh, you guys just elected Romney, dropping President all that Romney. merch. Nothing wrong with that. On the Pre- fifth, President he's Romney. Really great. He's a really great man. <laughs> he's a good guy. Well, you know where he stands. Wherever you need him to. He's honest. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you need him to. Uh, anything else we need to plug? What's I think your, that's it. You what's know? your album? Oh, it's called Raised by Cable. And it's on iTunes? Yeah, it's on iTunes, Amazon, Zune Share. It's good. Zoom, I have it. Zune Share? I have no idea if it's up there. <laughs> I just oh, yeah, 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 it's on Zune Share. I have it too. It's a good album. Uh, all right, is that it? That's it, buddy. All right. Glitter done. Glitter done.